Welcome to the podcast, Isaac Garcia. This is our uh, second part of our two-part uh, exploration, I guess, into the history of the Alpha. Our first part, if you haven't listened to it already, go back and uh, listen to our podcast episode we did with Jared Quartuccio last week. Uh, you'll find out how the concept of Alpha started. Uh, now today, we're going to get into uh, once Jared and Isaac developed the stick for the pros, how we expanded that into the retail line that we will be releasing next week, August 4th. So Isaac, welcome to the podcast. Glad to have you. Thank you, Keith. Glad to be here. Excellent. So let's, uh, let's dive right in here. We, um, we had a great uh, podcast with Jared last week. I, I think you'd mentioned you'd listen to it. Um, we, we talked mostly about how the need for alpha or really the alpha flex profile and the feel, how that need really came from the pros and how you and Jared helped to develop um, a product based on that feedback. Uh, but today we're going to talk about how you then took that design and made it retail ready. So taking that same idea, that same concept which you guys found and validated at the pros, um, how you made it for retail so that whether it's a $299 stick all the way down to a $79 stick, uh, players out there buying those sticks will have the benefit of alpha. So why don't you talk a little bit about, you know, taking off that, that moment when Jared started seeding it in the pros and what your next steps were to start getting it to be retail ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when we, you know, we're always invo involved in continuous improvement, and um, I'd say with a lot of ideas and especially um, early concepts, we don't necessarily think of it as this is going to go in this market or that market. It's really about building the best product, and um, I think as Jared um, you know, portrayed, we saw an opening where we were getting requests for customization that were, you know, there's a very common thread. People were asking for a very similar type of feel, and we didn't have something off the shelf that really nailed that. We had a great mid-kick product, we had a great low-kick product, and we had the space in between. And um, it really coincided with some activity in the retail market where, you know, players were gravitating towards those low, the low-kick stick. The QR stick was doing really well for us. And... Um, you know, we saw that just this simultaneous uh, kind of rip current that was, um, you know, just trending toward uh, something that was in between. Um, and although the mid-kick stick was a great stick and the dynasty, had, it was true to what it was supposed to be, and players loved the way it shot, uh, there just were a lot of other players that thought that this mid-kick stick is a little bit too mid-kick for me, and um, I need something in between. So we were hard at work um, coming up with, Something that was in between, but that wasn't just a uh, uh, you know blending two two paints and, and coming up with gray. It was really about uh, taking some of the other improvements that we we're working on behind the scenes at the factory. We're always upgrading machinery. We're working on new materials, and um, we had a bunch of other ideas that we uh, kind of threw all together to take. You know, let's try and lock all these ideas together. That we had a new process we were working on that was going to improve the balance. We knew that we wanted to make that part of the story. Um, we knew that we wanted to uh, play with the, uh, you know, we had some new materials that, we're, that we were trying. The taper design was also something that was on the drawing board. And um, all of those things came, kind of came together during that summer where um, 
you know, I think where Jared was talking about the, like the Pacioretty situation and some of the other stuff that was going on with those players um, during the, the spring and summer of 15. So when it came time to prototype something, um, you know, that's where that's where we took it. We just blended those things together into a stick that was going to serve all of those purposes and um, really move the needle in terms of where we were with the dynasty and get us something better. Is that usually how it works, Isaac, where it's kind of like a perfect storm of there are certain characteristic demands from the pros, there are certain characteristic needs that we have at retail. Um, you mentioned that you know material improvements and equipment improvements at our factory, uh, factory we own and control in Mexico, which is a great asset for you with our development team down there as well. I mean, are those, is that really what, what kicks off and makes it a little easier, I guess, on developing a whole new line? Or what, what, are, what are some of the things that, that are factors? Yeah, I mean, it, you know, storms are never perfect. It, it definitely sounds more perfect in hindsight than it was. You know, you've got some ideas that are half-baked. You've got some ideas that are old ideas that you've been kicking around. And then maybe a, uh, something changes in the market, or maybe you just got some new intel from the field that tells you that, you know, we, we've, got, um, you know, we've got an opportunity to act on this, We've got a specific need, and then you try and take those ideas that aren't ready yet. You try and get them ready. You blend in what you do, what you do know, and some of the research that we've got. You try and bring in as many things as you can because we're always uh, improving on so many different fronts here. Um, so you try and uh, kind of grab as many of those threads together and, and pull them into the new prototype that you're doing. Uh, some of them don't work out. You try them, and it's not as ready as it needs to be, and you can't let that one. Uh, hold back the prototype and the concept from moving forward. And you have to, so certain things you bring in at the beginning, um, that's just part of the design phase. You know, that's what makes it fun. You, know, you don't know, you don't always know exactly what's going to work out. You kind of have the end in mind when you start, um, and you have high hopes for what's going to work out. And some of those, as you know, don't work out. And, you know, you keep, you, uh, the best idea usually wins, right? So you get as many of those good ideas as you can, and you bring them together and uh, make it work. So that I mean that's that's amazing insight into kind of like drawing the curtains back on the on the chemist you know like you Isaac is the head of development for all of our sticks um, both you know both goalie and player so um, this kind of gives you guys an inside look as, at at the process by which uh, he brings it about. Let's talk about uh, some key features that we've noticed even within our VIP program that players are really gravitating towards. And I think these were some of the features that pro players also really liked when they first picked up Alpha. Uh, the first one being, you touched on it, was the player profile or the flex profile that a player was looking for that we necessarily didn't have yet. Uh, there was a gap. We had a very clear and concise mid-kick stick with our dynasty line, and we had a very effective and, and lively super low kick stick with our QRL or our covert line. Um, can you explain a little bit about how you, I think you used the analogy where you kind of brought it together or brought it in the middle. How, how, how did that come about and, and, and what were the feedback? I mean, I know you do a lot of player testing on your own as well, apart from the pros because the Joes, the regular guys out there have, have different feel or different needs. So how, how did you incorporate that development for the Joes? Um, I think it's a, it probably started um, even at an earlier stage where we 
you know, when we first came out with the QR stick, so the covert line, uh, during that time, we had developed uh, an entirely new manufacturing method in, in the plant. So there were new presses, new machines, new mold setups, and um, that, that design was, was newer than the, than the older style that we used to use to make the Dynasty sticks. So um, as we progressed from year to year, really perfecting and working on the QR sticks, um, the gap between those families kept getting larger, and we thought, you know, in order to really improve upon this mid-kick stick, we, we're going to have to make these in the newer, uh, the newer method, uh, the new process that we've developed for QR. Um, it was producing a better stick that was more consistent. It was lighter, and um, the low kick was a part of that, so the, the low kick was part of the reason why players like that stick. Easy to release. It, it pops really nice. Um, it loads uh, and uh, has a lot of great things about it. So we wanted to borrow some of that and make a stick that was going to feel different than the QR, but not too different because it felt pretty good. So you're you're always trying to balance, you know, how how different does it need to be so that it's not just basically another QR stick, um, but it, then again, not making it too much different because a good stick and you want to try and share in some of those positive attributes so that's really that was like the actual genesis of, of where that came from but you know fast forwarding from there um as we we after we had kind of uh, decided that this is something that we wanted to do from a from a, a processing and production standpoint is really just developing uh the profile of the player that we wanted to to target so these are guys that still want that low kick. They still want easy to release uh, and or easy to load and release. Um, but it's not the guy who's like that that true blue uh, low kick QR type guy where it's all wrist shots and it's all you know snapshots from you know right right uh, in the paint. So you know differentiating that customer and and understanding you know, who he is and how he plays and where he's playing and what he wants. And how that has a little bit of that flavor of that dynasty stick, but is tilted a little bit more towards uh, uh, a player who likes that low kick feel, at least the, the load and release of it. So we were lucky enough at that time that coincided with um, a project that we were working on that was going to improve the balance of the sticks overall. Um, and that's that really speaks to that phantom feel that we were um, that we ended up integrated into the alpha stick. But uh, those two things kind of all they, they kind of came together. We packaged that. We knew that that was really had to be the core of the new product. Um, so that with that uh, different flex profile and that feel, it was going to bring with it this this lightweight touch as well. We uh, we kind of pride ourselves on the fact that you know when you buy one of our sticks in any given line, whether it be the Alpha line or the Covert line, or even previously with the Dynasty line no matter what price you pay for the stick, you do get the benefits of the technology that we speak of at the top line, uh, top price point, um, all the way down to the bottom price point. Can you explain a little bit the challenges or difficulties that are prevalent when you start to take that idea and start to spread it across multiple prices or multiple models of sticks in a retail line? Yeah, yeah. It is tough to do. I mean, at the top end of the sticks, the top top end of the, the you know the, the pyramid, we've got you know, it's not unlimited um, money that we can spend on the stick because you know we obviously want to make this a good value um, and uh, not not break the bank when somebody uh, needs to buy one. Uh, but we really we we go after the best materials, 
we use the the most uh, um, you know complex processes to make it. You know, we we make some concessions so that we can still make it production friendly, but it's really developed around trying to make it the best. Um, so every every little corner, we're talking, you know, we're we're shaving these materials within you know thousandths of an inch, so that we can get the most precise fit and have all the you know the, a gram here and a gram there. Everything is is kind of working the way it's supposed to, and it's a very complicated process to design it. But it's very complicated for us to mass produce, and we're making you know a hundred thousand of these things. So it's it's very um, meticulously designed uh, for manufacturing in that way. So as you go down in price, you know, everyone's got their own tier of what product they can afford and how they want it uh, uh, to play into to, to their game. So as you get down the line and the sticks get cheaper and they get heavier, you have fewer uh, pieces in the puzzle to move around. You've got fewer levers to pull in order to, to really maximize the performance. So you, know, you try and bake in the ones that do the most, uh, that have the most influence. So. You know, the, uh, the saber taper geometry, um, the, you know, the way that the cross-section is uh, wider at the bottom and thinner at the top so that it uh, has stability but some, some um, action so you're getting the follow-through, the, the load and release. That's an important component of it. Um, even the layer deeper where you go the material choices themselves, you know, the fiber type and uh, how we or- organize the Every single layer that's in that stick, we get involved in that down to the to nit, the nitty gritty on every single stick down to down the line, so that it's optimized to feel as good as it can to really feel the the way that we want it to feel to that to that guy. So you know, the the QX, you know, the so the premium model becomes uh, really the gold standard, and what we're trying to do with the rest of them is. Hold it up against that. Is it as good as this one? How close can we get it so that it feels as good, as close to that as possible? And, you know, it's going to get heavier, and, you know, people understand, like, hey, I'm spending less, I'm getting a heavier stick, you know, and that's part of the deal. But I still want it to feel like that one as much as possible, and that, that's what we're trying to deliver. That's a great point. Um, when you talk about as you go down the line that, you know, you still get the same technology benefits, the same performance benefits, uh, but as you go down the line, they get heavier, which I think is a, it's a, a known, uh, known thing or a known notion with, you know, consumers and retailers when they're purchasing a stick. But, you know, I, you know, we we've had a long working relationship. I used to be the stick product manager here at Warrior and worked very closely with you. I know that, in past lines that we've put out, um, the weights, you know, of course, did change, but. I should say, and you and you can confirm and help me with this, is that a stick line like the Alpha, even, say, the lower price point, QX5, QX4, because of new materials, because of uh, manufacturing efficiencies that you guys have developed, I mean, those QX4 sticks are lighter than some of the second price point, third price point sticks we used to make in the past, right? Oh, Absolutely. The sticks are getting lighter overall. You know, the, the premium sticks all sit around, you know, 410 grams, you know, depending on which manufacturer, which, which brand you look at. But they're all, you know, they're, those haven't gotten um, the, the same types of um, reductions as the low end. So the, yeah, the low end of the price spectrum, the sticks have gotten a lot lighter. 
and that's something that's, that's happened over the years. Uh, for us, we've had a, a very big focus on that, um, just because you know we want to make sure that you know, a guy who's buying a Warrior stick, he's still buying, um, you know, uh, our brand. We want to deliver the most value that we can, and um, it's about really building in value and taking out waste and um, maximizing efficiency in the factories, using the best materials, um, and you know, every uh, every year we are working on very incremental changes that eventually um, roll us into these small weight reductions that we can make. And sometimes it's um, uh, really just uh, you know, something that, that happens kind of through the evolution of the material science itself. If I'm going to put you on the spot here, if you compared the weight of our $99 QX4 stick this year that's launching next week, to something of comparable weight from some of our products in the past, like let's say, uh, I know I'm going to date myself here, but let's say like a DT2 or DT3 from like covert generation one, what, uh, what would the weight comparison be like on a senior stick? Oh, they'd, they'd be pretty close. Like a DT2, um, even the like our old school dolomites weren't weren't that much lighter than like a current uh, let's say QX4. They were lighter, but uh, they're I'd say they're in the same <laughs> cut from the same cloth. You know, <laughs> that's incredible. I mean, that speaks a lot to the efficiencies. I mean, those were sticks that you just mentioned that were retailing for one ninety nine, not what five mm-hmm. six years ago, and and now we're putting the same type of weight weight efficiency and and performance efficiency in a $99 stick that I mean we sell and you know you you told you said a little bit about our volumes at the high end but our volumes at the mid to low are far greater I mean QX4 and QX5s we sell tons of those sticks and there's a lot of kids out there that you know either their parents won't go to the higher model sticks or that's the price point that they sit in and and we know that you know, providing them the very best spec and the very best performance for that price means that they'll buy our brand over someone else's. We put we put a lot of thought into those those price points. Yeah, I'm very aware of the uh, uh, you know the, the guy who goes into a store and uh, the only maybe the only warrior stick that that store carries is you know QX4 QX5, and he's not going to be be able to see the the great work we've done on these premium products. All he's going to see is you know that's you know ninety nine dollar stick, and I want to ma- I want the brand to make a good impression. I want him to feel like this this stick stands up right against anything else that's out there, and um, it feels like something that's you know, it doesn't feel like a toy, it doesn't feel like a like a club, um, feels like a hockey stick, you know. And it's got a good 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 uh, flex and release on it, and it's something that uh, you know you're not embarrassed to buy it, and it's you know it's getting good value. That's important to us that you know. Yeah, that'll keep uh, you know keep them happy, and in the future, come back and buy another one. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, so you mentioned a little bit about True One Phantom. That to us is another feature that a lot of our VIPs in the VIP program. Which, just to remind everyone, the VIPs receive the QX, the Alpha QX stick, a month and a half, two months before launch. Um, they do a lot of you know they do a lot of chatter for us online and and really share the information of the stick before it starts to hit store shelves. 
So shout out to our VIPs out there. You guys are doing a great job this year and getting a lot of information out. Um, one thing that we continue to keep hearing, and DT is nodding right now, is that True One Phantom feel, you know, companies put marketing buzzword names to things all the time, and I'm, I'm definitely guilty of that. Um, it's your job. Yeah, it's my, <laughs> it's my job. But what it doesn't do is you can put some funky name to something, but it doesn't do justice to what you feel. And we keep hearing over and over that True One Phantom feel is is exactly that it it really does feel like there's some optimum balance the the blade weight is really really light and the other thing the major thing that they're telling us is that the puck feel because there's so much less weight down low their puck feel has skyrocketed because they can actually feel the weight of the puck on their blade and when they're stick handling can you talk a little bit about the development that went into true one phantom feel and I know that there's a whole new process. I mean, there, it's pretty drawn out. So if you can explain that to us, that'd be great. Yeah, it's easier to feel than it is to explain, that's for sure. Um, you know, a, lot of, a lot of players I talk to, you know, they want to know kind of, uh, you know, just the basic, like, you know, what is that that I feel? And it isn't a, a particular component or a, you know, uh, any small change to one thing that we did. Um, it has a lot to do. The stick is made up of a, a bunch of different layers. Um, they're all com com uh, carbon fiber, um, mostly unidirectional layers that are inside the stick. Um, but th they're all connected together in, in different ways. So as since the, the main part of the shaft is hollow and straight, you know that's kind of cut and cooked a certain way. And then the pieces of the blade are all you know overlapped and, and underneath and around the edge of the blade. Uh, so where those all meet and, and, and come together is um, it's really what dictates the, uh, the overall silhouette and balance of the stick. And you know, we, we've done a lot of studies over the years, um, and a lot very recently, really focusing on what is the optimum balance. You know, in pro, it's, it tends to be more about what's the balance for that guy. Um, but when we're talking about your average recreational player, we have to make it a little bit more specific. We're trying to assess what is the best balance overall. And there really isn't really one. There's no one right answer. Um, but there is definitely a relationship between, you know, what we call mass concentration, so where, the, where most of the mass sort of lives in the stick and where the impact point of the puck is. So there's, there's a relation to that and energy transfer and, you know, the overall ability to know where the, the orientation of the blade without having to look at it. And, um, you know, the, the mass concentration and the balance of the stick has a lot to do with that. So we spend a lot of time focusing on that. And the, um, the way that it's done is really just the magic and, of the, the individual ply designs, the, the cutting patterns, the, the machinery that we use to, to, to cure it. That's um, really every step of the way involved a change to almost everything down the line um, to deliver that. And so that's something that we um, put a lot of focus on for the QX and for the QX Pro. Yeah, because it, 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 it still uses our True One construction, which means that there's no joint there. But it's all those efficiencies that you've done in the layups and the way that it's put together that really give you that, that feel, that optimum balance feel. And, and I love the first part of what you said, that if a player picks it up, they don't necessarily know what it means, but they know that they like it. Um, to me, that's, that's the best thing. If somebody walks into a store and picks up our QX4 stick or our QX stick, 
and it feels amazing in their hand, that's just one step closer to us closing a sale. So um, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what it's called, I guess is what I'm saying. So there goes, there goes my job security, but uh, it helps your job security because you made it feel right. So that's, that's all we need, right? Yeah, I mean, it's like a good, like a good song, you know. I, it's hard to explain the difference between, you know, a really crappy song and, and a real uh, floor filler, but you put it on, and it, the difference is obvious, you know. <laughs> is that your scientific way of explaining why Despacito is so popular right now? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, wouldn't go that far. <laughs> so, uh, all right, good. So, I mean, that gives us a really good, that gives us a really good rundown on, on, I guess the development and how it how it goes from pro or how a pro idea goes from you and Jared working on some challenges and then us expanding it out to retail. Um, I know that going into this launch, this is the biggest buzz we've ever had, I feel. Um, DT even has talked to me about the amount of chatter that we have online and it's uh, it's pretty good. We 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 had a meeting yesterday, even with our uh, president Dave Morrow, and I you know I can't do a great Dave Morrow impression, but he wouldn't uh, do that. Yeah, I, w- I would not dare do that. But he came up to me yesterday and he said, uh, I don't know what's going on out there, but I got parents and kids asking me about when's Alpha coming out. When's Alpha coming out? So whatever you guys did out there, I don't know what you did, but. You guys got you guys got a lot of you guys got a lot of people waiting for that launch day. So um, that has nothing to do necessarily with us, but it has everything to do with the work that you and Jared did. So kudos to you guys, and thank you so much for uh, giving DT and I a, a good product to market because it makes our job much easier. Oh, my pleasure. There's a lot of people that, down the line that that contribute to make this happen. I mean, I, I do. I agree with you. It's 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 the best thing we've ever made. And I want to be able to say that every year, you know, next, something else is going to replace this, and I hope it's better than this. And um, there's a lot of people up and down the line. We've got engineers and material scientists and, um, you know, we've got machinists and mold makers all the way up and down the line that uh, really do the, put their best work into it and, uh, you know, live and breathe this stuff. And it's all a, a product of their hard work, too. Well, the good folks at the factory created a problem for themselves because... They developed a product and are manufacturing a product now that is causing them to work even more. So <laughs> the, the, the demand that's gone through the factory, I was looking at some of, the, some of our um, buying sheets and I, I, was, I was astonished at the amount of, of, of sticks going through our factory in Mexico. It's, it's the, the highest number of pro and retail sticks we've ever made in our history. It's, and we it's, haven't even sold any yet. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm beside myself. So, Isaac, I know you've been with Warrior and Innovative for a really long time. Um, thank you for your time, and I know that this is, uh, this is just the beginning for us. So thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you.